Hello, and welcome to the Christ Table Podcast, a Bible study for those who struggle with digging into the Bible, but who want to develop a richer faith. Moments of meat on its bones. I'm Kevin Young, a media guy turned minister who's passionate about helping others thrive, especially spiritually. If you're unaware, Christ Table is a movement of people returning the church to her roots, in homes, around tables, over food with old friends and fresh conversations. Check us out over at www.christtable.today. In the meantime, our study continues on the topic of Honest Advent. We'll be focusing today on Luke chapter 1, verse 38. Let's dig in. One of the things that oftentimes we try to press down this time of year is this idea of unease. And so whenever we come to today's passage and today's topic in our devotional, the conversation is about unease. We don't like to feel uneasy as human beings, and we certainly don't like to feel uneasy during the celebratory times of the year. But if you look through the text of the Christmas story in Matthew and in Luke, what you're going to find is a whole lot of uncomfortable and uneasy situations. Now, we oftentimes don't see those uncomfortable and uneasy situations because we have <laughs> we've kind of Hollywoodized this idea of Christmas with the nativity. In fact, there's one right over here. But actually, they're all throughout uh, the house, but that's that's the only one I think that you can see here. Uh, you know, you've got the nativity and the angel and Mary is smiling and Joseph is there stoic next to her and the baby, as Elena Major says, no crying he makes. Um, he cried, I'm certain of it, a lot, especially when that little drummer boy was waking him up in the middle of the night with the drums. The wise men are there, the shepherds are there, the sheep are all there, um, and it's a magically calm scene. Except it wasn't. The entire journey of getting to that morning wasn't. And I would say that the entire journey of getting to where God has you going is going to involve some unease as well. It is not going to be picture perfect. And any journey worth going on isn't going to be. A couple of days ago, Sally and I were, were kind of remarking how thankful we are for those who uh, are friends. And uh, a year ago, this time, if we were looking down the road and saying, who is going to be our friends uh, a year from now, we, we probably uh, would not have chosen the people who are closest to us as being the most likely individuals to do so. They were individuals who were kind of on the periphery of our lives rather than being at the center. Uh, and over the years, this has been something that we've seen borne out uh, in many different churches and many different pastors, not just our own. And so I ran across this article and I linked it. It's on my Facebook page. Uh, why they're not actually your friends, a hard truth for pastors and leaders. And and the article just kind of walks through and uh, you can see this forlorn guy here who apparently is is a pastor. This article kind of walks through uh, some of the things that happens whenever a pastor makes a transition in their life. And the people who continue on with them on that journey aren't the people perhaps that they thought were their friends. Uh, and I realize that this is not just a pastor phenomenon. All of us go through this in in some way. 
whenever we make transitions in life, oftentimes, whenever we make a significant change in our thinking, whenever we make a significant change in the trajectory, maybe of where we're working, if we make a significant adjustment in the relationships in our family, if we have operated one way or family systems have operated in one way and we make a change to that, uh, it can cause a disruption in the matrix of your family and the relationship of your work and the in re the relationship of your religious uh, circles. And oftentimes what happens is people who you thought were close to you maybe weren't as close as you thought they were. And people who you didn't realize uh, were close to you, all of a sudden, there they are. And that situation, that transition from where you were to where you need to be, that is unease. One of the things that is incredible to me about this story with Mary is that we read her saying in Luke chapter 1, verse 38, I am the Lord's servant. Let it be to me according to your word. And then the angel left her. And then we kind of assume that her life was wonderful from then on. But it wasn't. Now, as we've talked through a little bit, and we'll talk through a little bit more, uh, some of that difficulty came from other places around her. But a lot of it also came from within her. Whenever she said, let it be according to, let it be to me according to your word, she's essentially saying, I'll, I'll do it. I'll, I'll become pregnant. I'll bear a child. Oftentimes we talk about not just Jesus, but we talk about children in general as being hope, bringing hope to a family, bringing hope to a couple, bringing hope to the world. A baby changes everything. But as any mother will tell you, and as any father who has walked and journeyed alongside a mother who has carried a child will, will tell you, those nine months usually are not filled with lots of joy and excitement and happiness. They are not, for many people, an easy road. In fact, for many people, the road of getting to that nine-month mark in delivery is a very treacherous road. And I love what our devotional says this morning in that there was a moment when the presence of God was felt as the unease of morning sickness. I think that there is so much theology and truth wrapped up in that, that a series of sermons over the span of six months could probably not completely plumb the depths of that statement right there. That there was a moment whenever all that the world and all that Mary knew or felt of the presence of God was sickness. I think at a base level, we could say that sometimes in our lives, the presence of God may bring a feeling of sickness, may leave you wanting to throw up, may leave you vomiting at what it is that you're feeling and what it is that you're facing. And why? Why would anyone ever want to be or have the presence of God if it's going to bring that into your life? 
probably for the same reason that anyone would ever want to go through nine months of bearing and what happens in those nine months physically, what happens mentally, what happens inside of oneself. It's the hope of what will come after. It's the belief that walking through this difficult stage will lead to a stage, will lead to something that makes it all worth it. But there are those moments, as you know, and as Mary knows, where all that was felt of God was the unease of morning sickness. I I love this illustration of, and the guy who, who wrote this devotional for us. Scott is an artist. In fact, he's an artist first. No, author second. Mary, right here. Unease. The face palm. What have I done, God, by saying, let it be to me as you've said? Think about that for just a moment. There are those moments when the best thing that you can do in life is to say, God, let whatever may come, may come because of this decision I'm about to make. And then you just give yourself a face palm, knowing that what you have just said, yes, Lord, too, it's going to bring a season of pain and unease and suffering and sickness into your life. You're not alone. If that's where you are right now, Mary is your patron saint. The process of growth is always uneasy because growth never comes through ease. God is growing you. You are growing. Sometimes it's going to feel like one step forward and two steps back. Sometimes it's going to feel like two steps forward and one step back. But ultimately you're moving forward and that's growth. And it's needful and it's necessary so don't give up. I love these questions, and this is where we'll end for today. You can find these uh, in the devotional. You can find them in the book. But these are these are things that I think in these moments are really going to help each and every one of us process through the unease that we're feeling. What is a conversation I can have by only being in this situation? Oftentimes, only by being in that season of unease. Can you truly have these conversations? What are the conversations that you can only have because of the place that you're in? What parts of your life have you been able to uncover only by finding yourself here? You are going to learn more about yourself in those seasons of unease than you have ever known or maybe ever wanted to know about yourself. Walk through those. What have been the benefits and the blessings that you have learned about yourself that maybe had you not been in this season of unease, now you know. Maybe maybe you recognize that you can handle more than you thought you could. That you are stronger than you ever gave yourself credit for. Maybe you've realized that you have more endurance than you ever thought you had. That you could run longer and harder and put up with more than you ever thought that you could. Maybe for some of us, what we learned is that we are weaker 
and more vulnerable. We're more fragile than we thought that we were, which forces us in those moments to probably rely on God and to re- rely on other people. It forces us to realize that we're, we're not lone wolves and we shouldn't be. We should rely on the community and the friendships, the true friendships around us. And number three, what unexpected place might God want to meet you in during this uneasy time you're experiencing? If you read through the story of Mary, she has an incredible experience with her cousin, Elizabeth, who is at the same time pregnant with John, who will become known as John the Baptist. Mary writes this incredible prayer, the Magnificat, which unfortunately in Protestant circles is largely ignored. You should read the Magnificat. Mary finds herself in unexpected places, and God meets her in those unexpected times in ways that she would not have otherwise experienced unless she had said, let it be to me according to your word. And we can see those things in her story. What are the things in your story that you might be able to meet God in this season of unease by saying, God, let it be to me according to your word in this uneasy time that you would not have otherwise experienced? Advent, a season of longing, of expectation, of hope not yet realized. That is you as well. You have the opportunity to leverage the difficulties and the unease of this season in ways that you may not see payoff now, but you will. You will because you chose to do the harder thing like Mary did. Throw your hands up and say, God, it's all yours. Whatever you want, even if it makes me physical, physically sick in moments, it's yours. This Bible study on Honest Advent is brought to you by Christ Table. If you'd like to join us in the study, there's an easy to follow guide in the show notes. We'd love to have you join us. You know, 65 million adults in the United States have dropped out of church, and that number will grow by 2.7 million before the end of this year. We here at Christ Table are committed to doing something about that. We're committed to creating a world where the table is once again the center of the home, the center of family life, and especially the center of faith formation again. Our mission? That's simple to help people eat freely and drink deeply of life and of faith. Find out more about us by going to www.christtable.today. When you get over to christtable.today, be sure to sign up for our email list there. And for those who choose to donate, I've got a resource box that I want to send you in the mail as my thanks. And trust me, it's pretty good. You're going to like it. By the way, the podcast is available because of the generous donations of our listeners and the incredible community of people who call Christ Table their spiritual home. Join us on our next episode as we continue our conversation on Honest Advent. And if you'd like to watch these Bible studies live, there's more information on our website about that as well, www.christtable.today. Thanks so much for listening. We wouldn't be here without you. Until next time, I'm Pastor Kevin Young, and this is the Christ Table Podcast.